0: And a good day. This is Pastor Mark with Touch of God. Thank you for tuning in today. Uh, We'll start with prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Father, for your goodness, your mercy, and your grace. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you, Lord, for your grace that allowed me to wake up today to have breath in my lungs. And, Lord, the same for the listeners and the people watching on the Internet, Lord. I thank you today for your goodness and your mercy for them. We thank you, Lord, for answering all their questions, answering their prayers, assigning angels to those prayers that others have prayed for them and what they prayed for themselves. And we thank you, Lord, today that victory is yours because you have defeated all evil. And therefore, anyone who is in Christ, who is a new creation because of the sacrifice that you made at the cross, they are also victors and in victory over all evil in you by your name because your name is above all names it's higher than any other name and i thank you lord today that as we are living in you and you in us we can do all things through you who strengthen us we are positioned in you seated at the right hand of the father above all evil above all principalities and powers of wickedness and we thank you lord today in jesus name amen So a reminder of that awesome scripture, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Please keep on reading this verse and reminding yourself that your old self was buried unto death in Christ. And now you are alive in Christ. If so, you, if being that you have already given your life to Jesus, received him as your Lord and your Savior, and confess him as Lord as well. So therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Now, as we return to Romans chapter 6, it is important to read the book of Romans as well as the books of the Philippians and Ephesians and Galatians, Colossians, this information, this revelation, this truth from the Apostle Paul to the Romans and to those other churches reveals what magnificent works Jesus completed and finished at the cross. And now that we are partakers of God's divine nature and why that is, And the fact that we are now walking in Christ, we are living in Christ, amen, and we are a new creation. Also, at the same time, realizing that we cannot act the way we used to act because that's not who we are now, okay? And especially when it comes to sin, we are to have a righteousness consciousness, a righteousness consciousness that means we focus on the fact that we are sons and daughters of God and not slaves to sin anymore. Because we are not slave to sin. We are not a slave at all. We are, we are a slave to righteousness. But that's a, good, that's a good thing. We are righteous in God by Christ Jesus. Amen. We are the righteousness of God in Christ and we can only be righteous because of Jesus, because of Christ Jesus, and only because we are in him. Only because we died with him, we were resurrected with him, and now we are in him and he is in us. And remember, the entire, the entire deity, the Godhead, it's all in Christ, and Christ is in us. So inside of you is the entire trinity of God. Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So verse 1 of Romans chapter 6, What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who die to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried therefore with him by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. We covered these verses last week, but I wanted to go over them again. There is no harm in repeating the Word of God, especially when you really have to understand and really meditate and know these Scriptures so that you must know your identity in Christ. This is central to everything. Verse 5, for if we have been united with him in a death like this, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like this. Verse 6, we know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. We were just talking about that. But it's not possible. It would not have been possible for us to have been freed from sin if we had never been crucified with Christ. We would still be living in our sinful body, with our sinful nature, and we'd still be uh, we, we would be living, but we would be living dead, if you understand what that means. meaning you are walking around and you're still enslaved to sin. But the one who believes in Jesus, received him as Lord and Savior, is born again, commits their life to Christ, receives Jesus in their heart, and focuses on his commandments every day, keeping the word of God richly in your hearts and renewing your mind, which means reading the scriptures, understanding who you are, understanding God's will about a particular topic, and then believing it, and doing it, and then knowing it. That is renewing your mind. Romans chapter 12, verse 2, as we commonly say and remind you. It is because it's so important to know the truth, but not just to read the words off the paper of the Bible, but to be who God said you are now. It's to believe who you are, believe who God said you are, you're born again, you're a new creation, and not to believe the lies of the enemy and other people's opinions about you. The only person who you need to really go and believe for their opinion of you is Jesus. Amen? So, verse 7, for one who has died has been set free from sin. So, that's verse 7 of chapter 6 of Romans. So, if you are, died with Christ, if you gave him your life, then when he died, you died. When he was risen, you were risen. Resurrected, resurrected, amen? And now you are alive in Christ. So when you died, sin, the body of sin in you died with it. That means that when the enemy, the devil, Satan, and his demons bring up these thoughts of your past and you're still no good, you have to say, truthfully, that that person died. That person died when I gave my life to Jesus. I'm no longer that person, so you cannot accuse me wrongfully. You are the accuser of the brethren, devil, but you cannot accuse me because you're you're accusing the wrong person. You need to accuse the person that died, and that was me before I gave my life to Christ. But all the time you don't know that, the devil will continue to speak to you in that manner, and you, there is a danger that you will believe that. And you will never realize your true worth, your true, um, your true nature, the nature of God living in you. The, the fact that you are born again, you're a new creation. You will never be able to shed that old snakeskin if you don't understand these truths. Verse 7, for one who has died has been set free from sin. Verse 8, for if we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. We know that Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. Amen? Death no longer has dominion over him. So let's repeat that again. Verse 9. We know that Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. So you, you, nobody doubts that, that Jesus will not die again. Jesus will not die again. Jesus is alive. Christ Jesus is alive. He is seated next to the Father in heavenly places, and you are seated in him. And notice that Jesus is seated, not standing up. He is seated because his works are finished positionally. But now he lives in you so that experientially in the world, when you go around and you're taking Jesus with you because he's in you and you lay hands on the sick, you pray for people, you love on people, now Jesus is able to do God's works the father's works through him and through you in to the person in front of you and set them free because of what he's already paid for. So Jesus is no longer he's not going to die again and the verse then continues by saying death no longer has dominion over him. So this is why if you have received Jesus as your lord and your savior you're born again you're confessing him as Lord. You believe that God raised him from the dead. Romans chapter 10, verse 9. Then you too are in a great position now because death no longer has dominion over you. That is because you are in Christ and Christ is in you and what God has blessed Jesus with, he has blessed you with. You are a new creation and death has no longer, it says here, death no longer has dominion over him. Verse 10, for the death he died, he died to sin once for all, but the life he lives, he lives to God. This is, uh, and then it says verse 11, so you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. We must again follow what Jesus, Jesus' example is, amen? Not only in the example that he shared with us while he was here on the earth, but since then we must follow in his steps. Christ Jesus, uh, he lives the, the, the life he lives, he lives to God. In verse 11, so you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. To verse 12, let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body to make you obey its passions. Yes, the, the reason for this is because why would you introduce sin to a brand new uh, redeemed soul? Redeemed uh, person who has been born again, when this body uh, ha- does not had not had sin before, because the body is brand new. The your 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 spirit is brand new. The body of sin that you used to have uh, was was uh, died with Christ. We spoke about that a few minutes ago. So we don't want to introduce sin into. Your reconciled uh, spirit, uh, because that is no longer you. You no longer. You're set free now. Romans eight talks about that. You no longer are conformed to the, the the uh, the law of sin and death. You've been set free by Christ Jesus, by the blood of Jesus. You've been set free, and only by His blood. Nothing else could have done it. Amen. So verse. 13. Do not present your members, that's the members of your body, your body parts, uh, do not present your members to sin as instruments for unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life, and your members to God as instruments for righteousness. For sin will have no dominion over you, since you are not under law, but under grace. Now, See here how the word will is introduced in verse 14 for sin will have no no dominion over you sin will have no dominion over you if you present yourselves to God as a living sacrifice with the members of your body instruments for righteousness but you have free will continually whether you're not born again or born again you have free will and you can still choose to allow the members of your body to be used as instruments of unrighteousness. But that is not being holy and blameless. That is not in God's nature. And the new spirit that you have in you now is showing you and and showing uh, by the Holy Spirit conviction towards leaving a more cleaner, holy and blameless life. And you're now... When you do slip and you do make a mistake, you do sin, whether it's quote, by accident, even though sin is not possible to be by accident, but you know what I'm trying to say. If you slip, you made a decision, and you shouldn't have made the decision to sin, uh, that you can be cleansed of your conscience of all dead works and all unrighteousness based on the fact that. That you must confess your sins. If you confess your sins, first John chapter 1, verse 9, the Bible says that God is faithful. He is faithful to forgive you your sins and to cleanse you of all unrighteousness. That's in your conscience. So it's possible to remain in sin, but yet now you have a you are born again, you are brand new. The old has passed away. Your 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 past history is attached to the old self that that died with Christ. In baptism unto death with Christ, it died. So leave it dead and don't try to resurrect it yourself. The enemy's going to try and bring that back to life, your old man. But leave it alone and focus on who you are now in Christ and live according to God's commandments, God's statutes. Love the Lord your God with your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Those are the two great commandments that off of which all the law and the prophets hang. And if you were wanting to make sure that you are loving your heavenly father, then what would you do? You would stay away from sin. You would do a 180 degree turn and you would focus on Jesus. Because when you focus on the Lord, when you get in the word, when you spend time with the Lord in the secret place, sin loses its strength of temptation against you. It is like cutting off the head off of a snake. Only so long will the rest of the body of that snake stay wriggling on the ground. But if you do not feed the snake, the snake will die. The temptation will die. If you do not feed the temptation, if you do not agree with it, if you turn the other way and you look at Jesus and you focus on him and ask him for help, the Bible says that even though God is no Um, he does not tempt you, the Bible says that that he gives you a way of escape when you are tempted of the enemy. So when you focus on the Lord, you will receive strength by his Holy Spirit, by the grace of God, to to propel you, to help you forward away from uh, partaking in that sin. But you have to focus on the Lord. You have to get into the Word, and and let your soul, the soul that's in your body, receive the strength of the Word of God, the the nutrition, the the power of the Word of God. It's remember, it's sharper than a two-edged sword. The Word of God is so, and it's food. It's manna, It's your daily bread, and you must partake of it. For there will continually be temptations of the devil against us, especially us Christians, because he wants the devil wants to keep us focused on the temptations, focused on the distractions and the affairs of this life, and not on the Lord. Because when we are focused on everything else, then, then we get into condemnation, we get into we shift our focus from the Lord, and we, we realize that, you know what, we, we're not much different from when we uh, were sinning before we gave our life to Christ. And the enemy wants to keep you from knowing who you are in Christ because he wants to make you believe that you are not free from being enslaved to sin. You are still enslaved to sin. The devil wants you to believe that. But it's it's a lie. If you've given your life to Christ, you are set free by the blood of Christ, and you must accept and walk in that. You must believe it and you must act it. And when you act it out, those temptations will be less and less and less in your life. Because the enemy will know that you have finally understood who you are, and he won't repeat those attacks as often, hardly at all. Because there will be no fruit out of his attacks against you because you will disagree with them. You will take those thoughts captive in obedience to Christ and the the head of the snake is cut off and the rest of the snake is slowly dying. Those temptations will slowly fade, slowly die. But the key is to trust in God, focus on the Lord, focus on Jesus, read the word, believe it, and know what God has said about you now that you are a new creation, amen, how much he loves you. This also goes back to, uh, in recent programs, we've been talking about the importance of knowing God's nature. If you know the Father's nature, which Jesus exemplifies, according to Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3, where it says that he is the exact representation, the exact image of uh, God's character, his nature, his, his, uh, his uh, character, then, when you know God's nature, when you understand how good he is, and he, ne- he never lets you down, he's never faithless, he's faithful, he's always got your best interest in his heart, and he cares about you immensely. When you know these things, then you can be confident that when you spend time with the Lord, when you walk with the Lord, when you spend time in his word, and you trust in him, and you pray to him, your faith is... Will be more uh, fruitful. The 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 your faith that you when you pray, when you believe in God, when you when you speak and decree and declare things, you will become more confident that they will come to pass because you know God's nature. You will know His nature. You know that you are free from sin. The devil cannot tell you that. Uh, It can, and cannot persuade you to believe that nothing will come of your prayers because you used to sin. Because you can tell the devil, now I used to sin, you're correct. But now I have, I'm born again. And when I slip, I immediately get up and I confess my sins and God forgives me. And he decides never to remember my sins. So devil, out of my way, get underneath the feet of Christ right now. I put you underneath his footstool. In Jesus' name. And you command the cancer to go. You command those those voices to go that are that keep telling you you're no good. And you are more confident about who you are and who your daddy is, who your heavenly father is, who your precious Lord Jesus is, and who the Holy Spirit is. God is for you, not against you. The host of heaven, all the angels that, that uh, submit to God, are for you, not against you. Only the fallen angels, only Satan and the fallen angels, those demons are against you. The rest of heaven is fully behind you. And God is no respecter of persons. If you see God blessing someone, then he doesn't think anything less of you. Just believe that he loves you, except that that love, that proof of love comes from the fact that God didn't have to send Jesus to die for you, but he did. That means you are worth it. You are worth it for him to send his only begotten son to die for you in order for you to be reconciled back to God. Amen. Now, I do want to jump to um, back to Romans chapter 5, and we will be looking at Romans 5 in greater detail um, in the next few weeks or so. But I do want to jump to Romans chapter 5, verse 12 in the remaining minutes of the program today and it says therefore just as sin came into the world through one man that man being Adam and death through sin and so death spread to all men because all sinned what does this mean it means that we were all came from the uh when we were born out of our mothers wombs we came from the lineage of Adam the first Adam the Adam and Eve at the tree in the garden of eden and because Adam and Eve sinned by disobeying God about the first, about that one tree that they should not have eaten the fruit from, and indeed they obeyed Satan, Lucifer who became Satan. They obeyed the serpent whom the, whom the Satan was uh, using. And because of that, Adam and Eve sinned. Sin came into the world because they started to submit themselves to the one that they entrusted, which was the devil. So whatever the devil wanted to happen, it started to come into the world, including sickness, disease, poverty. God, remember Jesus, uh, excuse me, remember that Satan hates anything created in the image of God. And you and I, whether we're born again or not, we're created in the image of God and Satan hates has a target. But let's not give any credit to the devil today. Let's give credit to Jesus because he has won the victory over all evil. We must focus on the Lord, know who we are, decree and declare God's truth over situations, speak to the mountain, command it into the sea. Don't doubt that when you say to the mountain move, it will move. Don't doubt that it won't. Don't doubt that it won't. Amen. So, have confidence today who you are in Christ and remember that god sees you as very very precious he wants you to speak to him to talk to him just as your best friend because he is your the best best friend you'll ever have he's never going to leave you nor forsake you he's with you he's for you not against you and he wants you to trust in him do not Look at a situation in your life that's a problem and blame God for it because God had nothing to do with a problem in your life. The fallen world, the enemy, the devil, demons, the, the fallen world of evil using other people around you to annoy you, to frustrate you. It's all of the works of the enemy. You must look past the person and know that they are being influenced by a spirit that is not of the Lord. But you, you are supposed to love them back. Love your enemies. Let them hit you on the other cheek if they hit you on the first cheek. Give them what uh, would surprise them in love. Give them more than they are asking for, as Jesus said in his word. So we will continue to explore uh, the book of Romans, chapters 5 and 6 next week. But in the meantime... Right now, in the name of Jesus, I speak life over your body from head to toe. I command all sickness and disease to leave your body right now in Jesus' name. I curse every every cell of cancer. I curse every sickness and disease in your body. I command it to be gone in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you for reconciling this person who's listening or watching back to you, their body now being restored because by your stripes, Lord Jesus, their body was healed. They were healed. That means it's done. It's part of the finished works. At the whipping post and the cross, everything was paid for by Christ Jesus. And Lord, right now, we will partake in those finished works. And that's why I decree and declare over this soul listening or watching right now that you are set free. If you believe in Jesus, if you received him as your Lord and Savior, just ask him into your heart today. You've been set free from the law of sin and death. And you are now you are now a son or daughter of the most high God. And we thank you Lord today they are set free from all sickness and disease. Sickness and disease must flee from them now in Jesus name and never return to them. Right now in Jesus name stomach be healed. Intestines be whole in Jesus name. Will I speak life to every bone, tendon, ligament, joint and muscle in their body in Jesus name. I also command both legs to be the same length. And if there are any legs or limbs missing, I speak a creative miracle for restoration of everything in their body that they are missing. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord. We bless you, and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Have a blessed week.